Before innovation became a global buzzword, there was 3M. The typical 3M consumer product is clever, well-designed, easy to use, and fills a niche in our everyday lives. Think of the N95 respirator, but also think of the post-it note, scotch tape, and command strips, the adhesive hooks that empowered millions of apartment dwellers to hang their pictures without damaging the walls. The problem, however, is that products like these tend to be disposable and single-use. So what is 3M Canada doing to improve sustainability? How is local manufacturing playing a role, and how is 3M making sure that their iconic approach to innovation also includes a view to the future? I'm Kira Johnston, and you're listening to Breakthroughs, a mini-series within our Leadership Perspectives podcast. Each episode, we'll talk to a member of the Conference Board of Canada's Council for Innovation and Commercialization about their plans, successes, and challenges in making Canadian lives better. Our guest today is Richard Chautrin, 3M Canada's sustainability leader and its North American leader of research and development operations. We're going to talk about how sustainability is driving new processes and ideas at 3M. Hi, Richard. Welcome to Breakthroughs, and thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Thanks for having me and having the opportunity to talk on behalf of the 3M 8,000 technical folks that are behind me. I'd like to begin by asking you, how did 3M make the link between sustainability and innovation? We have a long history of starting in back in the 70s with pollution prevention pay program that was very well launched into the company. However, in today's COVID world, most business leaders are focused on short-term survival and managing unexpected change. 2020 is a very special year. But we can't lose sight of the fact that companies will need to thrive post-COVID to eventually compete in the world of the future. At 3M, we're inspired by our vision, improving every life. For us, that's really critical. And we aim to grow our business by collaborating to help solve some of the most humanity challenges. We often align with the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals. And we have set ourselves 15 goals back in 2015 that we are aiming to deliver by the end of the 10-year period. Furthermore, in 2018, we announced probably the most significant link between sustainability and new product introduction called our sustainability value commitment. As you know, 3M is known for new products. Thank you for mentioning a few of them. And we probably launch about 800 to 1,000 of them every year. For us, it was important to build a sustainability value commitment in something we do very regularly. The pandemic is definitely the most recent example, but we've been looking at megatrends such as population growth, urbanization, changing working demographic to be able to adapt our strategy aligned to a sustainable value commitment for the future. Sustainability is a major driver of innovation at 3M. You mentioned you launch up to 800 products per year, but if you had to explain 3M's sustainability journey through one product, what product would that be? Oh, out of 55,000 products we have, you're asking me to pick my best favorite child. That's really difficult. However, let me share maybe the journey that we took first to build our framework for sustainability. We actually looked at the framework and we really consulted with a lot of external partners, NGO, government, policymaker. We interviewed many internal 3Mers to develop our framework that is composed of three pillars, science for circular, science for climate, and science for community. If I take you to an example, we have a product. It basically is a smog-reducing roofing granules. Think about the shingles that is probably on many homes across the country. These granules are actually coated with a special 
coating that allows for the nitrogen oxide gas that is part of the smog to then be reduced in water-soluble ions. So that's very mindful of a climate change science. And then you have more products that are in everybody's kitchen. So think of the Scotch-Brite cleaning pads. And what we've driven there is majority of our products now are made of 100% recycled fibers. That's another example where we drive more of a circular economy. Fantastic. So if you had to choose one of those two, what would it be? I think the granules on the roof of house is pretty special one. Can you walk us through 3M's internal process for developing and vetting the technologies that help you reach your goals? Without giving you too many internal secrets, we'll start with the fact that we spend about 6% of our sales every year in R&D funding. And that works out to about $2 billion closely, $1.9 billion in 2019 to be exact. The other thing I would say is we have laboratories and application engineers all around the world, and those folks interact very closely with customers. They spend many hours at customer sites. I would say we have four different buckets to manage our R&D activities and vetting our technology. One is we have our platforms approach where we try to develop platforms inside our own organic activities and our own R&D development. We look for new markets and that's done through, I talked before about the 1,200 inquiries that we received during COVID of external partner wanting to work with us and help. And in that, we try to do some incubation across divisions. The next one is the new partners. We often look for new partners and we have a bit of our own venture capital. We're trying to make bets early and quickly on technology that might help us. And the last but not least, we also work very closely to find new technologies. And we partners internally with our corporate research lab, but also with universities and ecosystem, just like the Conference Board of Canada, to understand what exists out there. So the networking really drive that model. For product development, we use our 51 technology platform. We have a pretty formal process made of four gates. And then we make sure that at each gate, we ask ourselves the right questions. Canadian manufacturing's had a huge decline during the 20th century, and one proposed solution during the pandemic is bringing local manufacturing back. Since 3M Canada started investing in domestic production, what are the biggest challenges you're encountering, especially around sustainability? For 3M in Canada, we feel that our manufacturing has never went away. It is true that manufacturing has received lots of headwinds over the last decade or so. It's always played a very important role for us in our business strategy. We have seven plants in Canada, as well as two customer centers, one in Montreal and one in London, Ontario. In 2020, we announced that we will be adding to our manufacturing capabilities by manufacturing N95 respirator right here in Brockville, Ontario. And it's a critical step for us to help our frontline workers in the country. Of the 51 technology platforms that we have, a third of them relates to manufacturings in our world. These include processing technologies such as surface modification, micro-replication, artificial intelligence, molding technology. We see manufacturing as a value-add approach more than we see it as a cost management issue for us. One of the challenges is always the search for good skills. The war for talent is out there, both for our manufacturing and our engineering staff. That's why we also partner with Skill Ontario, who's working really close to close that gap on skills for Canadian manufacturers. The last thing that I would also say that we've embedded in our manufacturing is about our energy management policy. 3M was the first company in Canada to seek ISO 50001 energy management certification. And we're proud to say today that the majority of our plants are certified. And it's really important for us as we 
try to decouple the energy consumptions that we have in the productions of our facility. And since 2015, we've increased our energy efficiency by 18%. Can you provide some examples of innovation outside of 3M that might be inspiring you? 2020 is such a special year to try to think of answering that question, but truly inspired by the ecosystem of companies try to share insights. We've seen this accelerated in 2020 by the crises that we all felt. I also find that without just giving a plug for Conference Board of Canada, I'm a member of three different innovation council groups, two with the Conference Board of Canada, Sustainability and Innovation. And I truly believe that there's a real need for combining sustainability and commercialization. I feel that way, not about the council, but the value of that interconnectivity is important. I'm also a member of the Innovation Learning Lab at Ivy Business School, which is also very much focused on the sustainability aspect of how to do that. We have seen through this time that a lot of companies have tried to retool some of their factories to try to be more helpful to the community in which they operate and manufacture products that they had never done before. We have a partner in FIRST Robotics, part of our 3M Gives program. And these folks typically will get together and build robots and have a competition around robots. What's been really amazing and inspirational to see is these young innovators wanting to turn that competency and that skills into do things and innovate for the COVID requirements that we had this year. I think I'm inspired not only by the network of companies getting together and sharing, but also by the young innovators that we see around us. At last, I think the source of innovation in other companies and other people is always valuable. No matter what we manufacture, we're all kind of faced with the same challenges. Before we wrap it up here, I'd like to know what advice would you give to other leaders who are responsible for innovation and sustainability in their companies? I always say you got to start with the customer and surround that customers with good insight, good technology and good spirit and collaboration. The customers, in my view, should always be centric to the innovation model, to any innovation model that we try to build. For us, we see that as how our people spend lots of time at customers and see how they work and try to help them. We invite them to our facilities to come see our technology, come see what we can do for them. And often the ideas come from them, not so much from us, but combining their needs. It's really critical as leader to create a culture of both curiosity and collaboration and there's a couple of examples of things that we do inside our wall. Number one is we have what we call technical forums. Basically, what that allows employees to do is we have about 40 chapters or so of unique teams and the employees just grassroots movement by the natures that they follow their passion. And that cross-collaboration really helps people to think of challenges that customers might have very differently. And the last point is perhaps you've heard of our 15% culture. That's been part of 3M for a long time, where it empowers any technical employees to use 3M resource, build up a unique team, and then follow their own insights and spend 15% of their time working on a projects of their choice. Not that we track it, but the point is that we try to create a context that employees can collaborate in a free way. Richard, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure having you on today's episode, and thank you for allowing me to pick your brain for the last 10 minutes or so. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. For everyone listening, you can find out about 3M sustainability initiatives, as well as more about the Council for Innovation and Commercialization by following the links in the episode description. And you can access all of our research, insights, and our latest COVID-19 coverage at conferenceboard.ca. You've been listening to the Leadership Perspective Series by the Conference Board of Canada, hosted by Kira Johnston and written by Sarah Mells. This series is produced by Jen Duhamel, Nancy Nguyen is our audio engineer, and our executive producer is Michael Bassett.
Ideas were also contributed by Rob Collins and Aaron Brophy. For more podcasts, videos, commentary, and ideas, visit conferenceboard.ca.